in Asia, the developer communities is still they are still growing. The culture of understanding is still kind of biased in a way. Male and female, we do have different kind of mindset and different ways to express ourselves. The most important thing is to educate yourself to understand. Welcome to Code Without Barriers, podcast aimed to create awareness, challenge assumptions, and celebrate diversity in the world of coding, deep tech, and data science. We are on episode four. In the previous episode, we looked into the implementation of a data science project end to end. If you missed it, check it out on our Spotify channel. Today, we take our conversations to the world of open source software development and communities. We will talk about the diversity and community spirit that is essential for the growth of this space. The words open source and community always go hand in hand. Open source is all about freedom, collaboration and access. It inherently taps into the talent and diversity of the community for its success. This approach to software development by design incorporates a large number of people from diverse backgrounds coming together to create something innovative and resilient. Anyone can write code and contribute to a project. Your contribution is what that matters. So it would seem that these open source communities are a very horizontal environment with equal access and equal recognition to all. But sadly, it is not. We have seen the imbalance when it comes to many aspects of diversity in tech companies and large organizations. But now we have data that shows similar trend is observed in the communities of coders and developers. Open source seem to not have social hierarchies, but is there really an equal participation or have formal barriers just become hidden and obscure? Do women, people of diverse genders, people with disabilities all have the same level of access, support and recognition? Are all the contributions to the open source projects visible and recognized or only code commits matter? The 2020 survey by Stack Overflow shows that the global software developer community, which includes open source, are 70% white and 92% male. These researches also show that, quote, hacker culture tends to be unfriendly to women. And this discrimination leads women to doubt their own capabilities, which ideally they shouldn't. As open source is becoming mainstream, the need for diversity in these communities is essential to ensure that the knowledge produced remains unbiased. There are already some examples of proactive action in this space in the areas of language and access. For example, the Cloud Native Computing Foundation announced the Inclusive Naming Initiative to remove harmful and unclear language in software development. In 2020, GitHub invested in $1.3 million for emerging and persistent social issues with a strong racial equity lens. In 2020, the Linux Foundation announced the new Software Developer Diversity and Inclusion Project to increase diversity and inclusion in software engineering. The OpenJS community recently announced a diversity scholarship to support underrepresented groups in tech to be able to attend events. These are all actions in the right direction. If open source and coding communities help transform how tech is built, 
these communities can play a significant role in making the teams who are building these products and technologies more diverse and inclusive. To make this happen, we need each community and their leaders to create that friendly environment for everyone who wants to collaborate, irrespective of their gender or background. Through Code Without Barriers, we have partnered with 21 developer communities across Southeast Asia to create dialogue, to build mentoring and hackathon support systems to enable more women to join this space. And today, to share her experience and insights, we have with us Georgie Kerr, an evangelist and a key advocate on this topic from the developer community in Asia. Georgie is the founder of Pi Ladies Bangkok. She's the co-organizer of Ruby Conference Thailand, and she was two years the conference lead for PyCon Thailand. And currently, Georgie is the developer relations event manager at Ivan. Georgie, welcome to Code Without Barriers. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Kavya. Thank you for having me here. Hi, thank you so much. How are you feeling today? Well, busy as usual, but um, life is great. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie, let's dive into the topic, right? And uh, you are one of the leading evangelists about diversity and inclusion when it comes to developer communities in Asia. So in your opinion, right, what is the role of these communities in the coding and developer space? What role do they play? I think all this developers community is really important for every single region around uh, not only Southeast Asia, but globally, because um, it kind of um, provide the support that is not really available. I mean, of course, all the companies do have their own space, but a developer space where everyone can actually feel comfortable to communicate and to, to learn and to also understand how to mingle around with this environment, not only for the experienced developers, but also especially the beginners or people who are traveling and all this. So developer roles in the communities comes in hand in hand to work on with this environment for everyone. Right. So this is like a support system, a safe space for people to get to know each other and how to learn and grow. So especially very important for beginners, right? Yeah. So imagine yourself, um, you know, open source means it's open for everyone, right? Imagine yourself going to a park. It's free. Everyone can walk in and enjoy yourself and have a breather, walking in. And as you walk along the park, you look around, there's a little trash on the left or some uh, a little bridge that perhaps is a little broken. So you will love the park, but you will start to comment and say, hey, uh, I love this, but it's a little dirty. And also the bridge is uh, a little dangerous for the kids. So yeah, but put it in the other point of view. If you go to a park, you see that there's trash, you pick it up and you throw it away. The next day when you come back, it's cleaner too. Everyone else can enjoy that. And if you are a company and you say, hey, I see that this bridge is broken. Let's just donate some money to build this bridge up and to repair them. And the next time everyone else will be like, oh, look, this bridge is working again. And everyone can just cross and, and look at the other side of the, the beautiful landscape. And it helps everyone. So open source is a place where any contributor will be like any one of us who pick up the trash. And companies will be people who donate money to build the bridge. 
So maintenance comes from the community. You're not obliged to pay anything, but if you do something, it makes it better for everyone else. So maintaining that community accountability, right? The shared, the shared sense of uh, belonging, so that it gets better for everyone. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm pretty sure every one of us has our favorite park somewhere, <laughs> or our favorite the um, public beach, something like that. Yeah. So if I may ask, right? How many such parks? Uh, what I mean is, how many such developer communities are active in Asia, and and how active are they? Like. Do, do you see a lot of um, events and activities around the space in Asia? Because our listeners are mostly from this region, and it would be information for them to, you know, understand more about it. And and how supportive are these communities from a from a diversity lens? Right? Are there a lot of female attendees and speakers, or you know, how is the vibe? In general, I would say that as compared to um, because right now I'm actually in Amsterdam and I've also been to the U.S. communities before. In general, I would have to say that Asia, the developer communities is still they are still growing. There's a lot of space to grow for for that, but they are actually booming really fast. If you look at the number of developers that is uh, using all the programming languages, Asia is huge. It's enormous. But the support on the developer communities are growing. But I think there is still a lot of space to 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 be better. So we do have, like, for example, Python community. They are actually very very active. Basically, every Asian countries do have their representative. But on the other hand, female. It's kind of like perhaps if you attend one of the meetups, you will see like. One to not more than three every time, as compared to an audience of perhaps fifty people or or forty people. So that's the a brief percentage that you can actually see in general. I'm not saying that certain countries will not have more or less. This is just really general kind of presumption. So I think there is actually lots of possibilities to increase in in that area because me myself, even when I was an organizer. You feel like you're not really comfortable at times to to speak up. So perhaps you have something in your head, in your mind that you wanted to share, but you will hesitate to share because you don't feel that you're in a comfort zone yet. You know, that's that's very interesting that uh, that you mentioned that, right? Because in my mind, community is this this welcoming space, right? And you're saying that there are challenges. Even somebody who is organizer like you are not feeling. Comfortable at times to voice your opinions. Why is it so? Like, why do you think is it difficult? Is is it a nature of our region where we are, the culture here, or is it just that for different uh, different genders, it's more difficult to be accepted as a developer? Why is there such a big disparity? And in, in a space that's supposed to be diverse and you know welcoming, everybody is is recognized because of their merit. So what? Why is this happening? I think、um, there are a few reasons here. So in Asia, number one, I think one of the main reason that is、um, so difficult to 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 develop for the minorities、uh, in Southeast Asia is the culture too. So it is perceived in the general culture that developers.、Um, Developing job and programmers is a job for for male traditionally, 
Although statistics does shows that I mean, like history, if you look through, female are one of the first few developers actually in history. But in Asia, they were like, ah, oh, this is not my kind of job because I don't understand in general for female. So the culture of understanding is still kind of biased in a way. And then let's be let's be honest with each other. Male and female, we do have different kind of mindset and different ways to express ourselves. So I wouldn't blame it on the male community leaders saying that hey, you did not create a a more comfortable zone for us. But it's also the way how everyone express themselves. We say we are open and we are diverse and we allow anyone to come, but everyone can express in their own way and manner. But if you are not in the um, in a mindset of a different group, in this case a female, it's hard for you to understand how you will feel comfortable or things like that. So I will say Southeast Asia side,、um, the culture is one of the the, the main problems. Then after that, the current number of、um, developers that we have in Southeast Asia, the male as compared to female is still way higher for for male developers as compared to female de- developers. So that actually does cause a difference to the the participation of these、uh, community activities too. Then I guess when you talk about in general in the European countries or American region. They are more open. They wouldn't be afraid to talk and to express themselves. Whereas here in Southeast Asia, females tend to be more soft-spoken, and they step back and they would think twice before they express themselves.、Uh, whereas male is always perceived as the one who will have the right to just openly express how they feel. Yeah, so that does cause a little、uh, issue there. So while I'm listening to you, I'm just thinking, right?、Um, if we have, I mean, first of all, to start with, if the number of gender diverse developers in our region is lesser to start with, I think even more responsibility to to bring them up, right? To, to give them those opportunities, give them those support, so that they can then help to create that environment and change the. Diversity quotient in these communities, and I'm sure most of the community leaders are male allies. But it's interesting how you share that,、uh, even though they, it's all open and they are welcoming, but they are not maybe in the psyche of a, a gender diverse person to know what makes them comfortable, right? So that's that's very interesting too. Yeah, I think it's it's a kind of knowledge to learn. Yeah. So thinking about that a little bit more, let's let's try to understand that, right? So. In your experience, since you have been closely observing and being part of these communities, what are a couple of things that we can change to serve the gender diverse developers better, to serve the tech industry better, right? Because the more diverse these communities are, the more unbiased the solutions that come out of these communities are going to be, right? So,、um, how can the male allies, the leaders of the communities, help or or understand the psyche of? Female or other gender diverse developers better. Any thoughts on that? I don't think you can dive immediately and say today I'm going to be a female. It's impossible. <laughs> I think the most important thing is to educate yourself to understand, because there are actually、um, even for me I wouldn't say that I know everything. Every one of us 
has a limit to what we know. So the most important thing is to be open, yes, and also to learn to to understand what's happening around. So simple things like perhaps for women, it's we are not comfortable to. Perhaps some people are, but some people are not like comfortable to have receive questions when they are giving a talk. You know, some of them they like to present, but it takes a little kind of a uh, time to build the confidence, and and that kind of experience does not come easily. You might be the person who's outspoken, and you say, "So what's wrong? What's wrong with asking questions? Don't you like questions?" But not everyone like it. It doesn't mean that. When you when you like to receive questions, the other speakers will like it. So same thing goes to the kind of um, perception that um, you think female will be able to take it. But in a way, maybe learning a little bit more about that. There are lots of talks and speak、um, and and courses recently that are more open to. Providing knowledge of how you could actually create this kind of environment, being able to accept that there are more than one solutions in creating a developer community is also very important. So these are a few ways that male community leaders could actually think about improving. So sitting down with some female developers to talk about it in a chat, don't make it too too stringent. Like, oh, come on, tell me what do you want. That's not how it goes. Taking it slow, making it、um, more comfortable for everyone to like chat and just simply talk about how female perceive specific things. It's all about. It's a learning process. It's a journey that everyone should actually step through. And even me, for for someone who's still、um, who has been organizing events, I'm still learning. There are still lots of、uh, paths that I I need to discover. So embrace that open-mindedness and、uh, try to understand the world from another person's perspective, right? Exactly, exactly. Great. And and you started by ladies in in Bangkok to give female developers in in Bangkok a, a place to come together. H- how did that change the scene for the female developers? Give them more confidence. Were you able to place them in more events? Any any, any thoughts on that? So back in two thousand nineteen, when、uh, Pi PyCon was just like the second PyCon that was launched, and、uh, we had the second conference, Pi Ladies Japan, Lena actually gave a talk about、um, how she started Pi Ladies and how it kind of like embrace and empower、um, the kind of comf- comfort zone for female to learn how to code. And and to even for experienced、uh, developers to feel comfortable sharing their experiences, and that it just strikes me like yes, there are actually a lot lesser female developers in Thailand, but there isn't a comfort zone for them too. So why not setting that up? So along with、um, Gatak, who is、uh, one of the、um, leaders in Thailand, also advocating for female developers. We co-founded and started、um, a new Pi Ladies chapter, and there we started the very very basics because there are actually、um, we we tried to say how to do a pull request on GitHub. So that was one of the first few classes、uh, that started off, and amazingly, a lot of females actually came in and they were interested to know and. 
because it is perceived as hard to learn how to code or to do to even if they know how to code how to um, participate and um, and and to contribute to the open source community. So by providing this channel, just as a course that lasts perhaps like two to three hours and some free little snacks, it kind of build a kind of um, nice environment for everyone to start off and that's how it actually kicked off right hey on that on the point that you just made about contribution right usually when we talk about open source projects uh, we do hear about code commits right code com- uh, who, whoever is writing the code usually they are the ones who get the visibility but what are some of the other support functions that that are critical that goes behind the scene why i'm asking this is when i was preparing for this conversation i was reading uh, about the space and some of the challenges that uh, female and gender diverse uh, people experience and i realized that there, there could be support functions here that's not getting the the visibility so how does how does uh, this work and are there are there any actions that uh, community leaders and developers can take to ensure that every type of contribution gets its due recognition? Mm. I think this is a very good question, um, Kavya, because um, it's it's a question that everyone who, on, on the high level of um, the com- open source community that we are discussing, because we find that there aren't sufficient um, recognition to those people who actually contribute to the lower level, like small little things. And surprisingly, to, to be honest, Python Software Foundation actually, for example, gave me an award last year as a community service award. I am not the core maintainer in Python language, but because I contribute substantially for um, to help create the, the environment for these developers, we are recognized. So I think these are the things that we have to think about. A company or an organization or any single thing that we construct, we need not only the main person who create the core um, codes, but at the same time, you need structure. You need people around you to build it up. Documentation does not mean that you are actually coding front-end developer or even just a simple website that you need to create to to let people know about it. All these are not codes. Sometimes they are just um, design assets and or even helping out to set up um, a meetup to, to, to gather all the developers here and getting um, all the logistics, finance. They are, they are not codes. But these people are still contributing to the community. And um, it is very, very true that without all these people, there's no community. So we need to recognize and to be open-minded to just provide simple things like a certificate, an award, or give them some um, recognition, a shout-out. Say thank you for uh, contributing this. There, there are actually many, many ways that we can actually do that. This is uh, something that I think I really do agree with you, Kavya, about um, how it's it's not um, being um, recognized as much 
as the core uh, maintainers on in 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 this um, society in, in this environment yet. But it's it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. <laughs> yeah. And and the award that you got for your contributions is is a testament towards that, right? Uh, it's it's actually heartening to hear that it's changing for the better. Contributions come in different forms, different shapes, and we have to look at it as a as a holistic picture. Gr- great insights, Georgia. I could keep asking you more, more on this topic and, you know, keep learning. But before we close, I have, I have a very interesting question to ask you. You have had a very unorthodox career trajectory into the coding world. Y- you were, you were a musician and a teacher, if I, if, if I am right. Uh, how did you start coding? Like what pulled you into this and what keeps you going? Okay. So, um, People start by doing computer science uh, course and then slowly build up to coding, etc. But um, I did it the other way around. So back when I was in Singapore, um, before I migrated to France, I was um, a teacher and also a, a full-time musician. Then when I became, when I migrated to France and I had my first um, daughter, so I started creating a website for her to just communicate with uh, family members. So I use the traditional GeoCities, which probably will let everyone know how old I am through through that little history. And then I start to realize that there are lots of limitation to what the standard template is. And I start, started reading more. And I love to, to dig deeper, to, to understand how to do little things. So. I was really frustrated with the limited possibilities that I could actually make changes to that and start trying out changing little codes. So from the very tiny thing that uh, it's really simple, like CSS codes and, and stuff like that to change colors, then I started to understand more about HTML and started to understand more about PHP. And that's how it all started. Then I am kind of like the person which will always go on eco mode i will not learn until i need to so as it goes further then i started creating websites then i start to understand that hey websites uh, all those standard um, built-in available uh, websites do have limits too the templates and everything so that's where i started to learn a little bit more here and there about coding and especially like for example uh even when I started helping out for um, Pi Ladies um, International Women's Day, right now, to be honest, for everyone who's listening out there, I am not a full-time um, developer and I don't code for a living. I just like to code because I like to solve problems. So when I was in Pi Ladies uh, International Women's Day, there was a little problem that we were working on uh, three different time zones. So you have one in, uh, in Germany and one in, um, in Chicago and one in Bangkok. But our audience come from around the world. So when we are actually setting the time for the schedule, we are saying that how are we going to let people know what time according to their, their time zone? So that's where my eco mode starts to turn on to normal mode. And I started um, creating a little app 
and um, using Anvil and to just um, switch all the different time zone according to whoever that's um, on the website. So, yeah, I think um, it's it's really funny to to say that that people always think that you need to have a step A, B, C, D to learn something, but in real reality, it's just in your mindset. You can actually try anytime, even if it's not according to the books. Wow, that's that's really inspiring, Georgie. We don't have to follow the same path. You can define your path and your direction, right? Exactly. Thank you so much. That's that's very inspiring, and I think a very good note to bring our conversation to to an end for today. But uh, you know, you are really amazing the way you bring together people bring together communities and thank you thank you for all your contributions and lending your voice to code without barriers as well with that you know i would like to thank you georgie for this insightful conversation thank you kavya thanks for joining us and i thank you for your contribution because uh, you make it happen too <laughs> yes in as you said small steps right in each and every one within our limited capacity can make a difference so for all the ladies who are listening out there if you love coding don't have to be a full-time developer you can code for passion code for problem solving code out of curiosity and all for all the male allies who are listening just try to see the world from a different psyche and provide the safe environment where everyone can come together and contribute So thank you thank you so much everyone for listening in and please contribute to this conversation as well please share with us your thoughts and feedback follow us on Spotify and LinkedIn and check out our website for more related content tune in next month for yet another insightful discussion here on code without barriers thank you